Unkevined bread. Uh, Vern, uh, you and I were talking recently about a subject that I have found very compelling. Uh, and I and I thought it was about time we brought it to the people. I think our 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 uh, mental prototype is ready for uh, the folks out there in listener land. Okay. Uh, yes, I. Uh, it's very funny to me now that I know what it is uh, that you're talking about. But yes, I, I yes. agree. It's it's very um, important and this, that this gets out there. This idea, of course, um, came about. Uh, I was watching uh, my second favorite show of all time, uh, Television's Lost. Um, and uh, one of my favorite characters, my who I uh, refer to online as my wife, uh, not the Borat kind, the regular kind. And um, this character came on screen. She is, of course, uh, Juliet Burke, played by uh, actor Elizabeth Mitchell. Um, she has blonde hair, kind of a very pretty, but kind of like a scrunchy face, you know, an interesting nose. She has a character to her, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that sets her apart. She is not a Rose Huntington Whiteley uh, or or something like that. Um, even though, again, beautiful woman. But I uh, shared that on my Instagram story and you commented, boy, all of your crushes are really Charlotte Flair's, huh? And I sat there. Of course, Charlotte Flair, WWE superstar, mm-hmm. many time title holder, mm-hmm. uh, married to the hottest man in existence. The, the queen. Day. Yeah, the queen, daughter of Ric Flair, um, just uh, my favorite professional wrestler. Uh, if anyone is to murder me, I do hope it is Charlotte Flair. <laughs> and um, and I and I sat there and I thought about that and I said, hmm. And so I went to Google Images and I found a picture of um, one of my other big crushes of my adult life. I've discounted the childhood crushes and, and the, the crushes of my adult life. And I found a picture of uh, actor Gillian Jacobs, who of course plays Britta on TV's Community. And I sent that to you and I said, is this a Charlotte Flair? And you said, oh, yes, yes, this is a Charlotte Flair. And so that got me thinking in what I'm sure this episode will be called Boner uh, colon Origins. Where where one's taste in, not the opposite sex, anyone that you are romantically interested in, um, I myself am a bisexual man, but I do also, I think, probably have a type in that direction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that, that one's taste in uh, actors in particular can all be traced back into one central figure. The Rosetta Stone of your uh, uh, attraction to another uh, uh, space, another being. Do you, and, and, I, and this is something I would like to explore. This, I, this is a, a clumsy metaphor, and I don't want to sound demeaning or sound like uh, I am placing uh, women beneath a, another thing. It's, it's not that. It's no, just, no, no. This is just how my dumb, dumb brain processes it. It's just like. For a long time of my life, my favorite band was the Beatles, and I can look through at all the music I ha- I enjoy now, and I can see where they're essentially just like Beatles songs, but with exponents, and right. they all circle back to that very first Beatles song I ever heard, uh, and there's just a through line through all of that stuff. Uh, it, 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 you're you're saying that this uh, this also applies to just like 
the uh, the men and women that we uh, are attracted to, that we fall in love with, that we <laughs> uh, spend our lives with and long to spend our lives with, or whatever it may be. Yes, and obviously you can have a type in fiction that does not correspond directly to your own like real life partner Mm -hmm. um because your own real life partner is someone you know and someone you 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 grow affection to in many other ways that are not merely um uh, physical or talent based Mm -hmm. um i do i do find you know skill and talent to be very attractive as well um but there is this this central idea that we can keep funneling in and out of again for forgive the visual there um but and i Vern, i have a vague idea of your 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 type based on certain people that i know that you are attracted to speaking of wrestling i know there's of course billy k of yes. the iconics of course uh, i believe Paige as well yes um WWE Diva Champion Page, yeah. fighting with my family's Page. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Billy, yeah, Billy Kay is there um, right now. Uh, they don't quite have uh, a type like that in AEW. Um, at least if they have, they've not really kind of uh, blown up yet. Um, I'm a big AEW, fan of AEW. I think uh, has a dearth of. Female wrestlers. They do have a, uh, a dearth that they just not, not to not to smear AEW. Oh no 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 no! Um, they just have not. Uh, they don't have a, a type that's uh, quite as like synonymous, if you will. Um, certainly, certainly. Uh, but they do have uh, their. They have their uh, Charlotte type, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. She's a dentist, uh, and um, I know that if we were to take a break right now, and you were just to do a cursory YouTube search. Uh, and just watch like the first three videos that came up with Dr. Britt Baker, you would come back just absolutely in love with Dr. Britt Baker. Um, I understand. My, uh, my, uh, my, uh, the, 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 the ladies I have found attractive in like media, uh, and that I've had like young childhood crushes on, like kind of follow that path. Um, whenever you and I were talking about this in those, uh, Instagram messages, uh, the person I brought up, was uh, Sofia Coppola. And I I mean nothing against Sofia Coppola at any point. She is remarkable, like a remarkable director. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't usually hear her come up in the conversation of big crushes. Uh, and yeah, uh, I think um, myself and- In a franchise and- that includes Diane Keaton and the actor who plays Apollonia, forgive me, it's just very interesting that Sofia Coppola is the one that jumps out to you. And I mean, was, again, Sofia Coppola, a beautiful woman. It's I just it's interesting. Uh, myself, Quentin Tarantino, and the uh, the lead singer of uh, Phoenix. Um, those are the three. <laughs> they uh, oh, Phoenix, Spike, I think scored a uh, Sofia Coppola movie. If yes, I remember correctly. Uh, he scored uh, Phoenix scored somewhere. Um, that and also uh, Marie Antoinette, and then also there's a, a chamber band that's playing in one of the scenes, and that is Phoenix um, oh, and Marie shit. Antoinette. Okay. They were singing Lizdomania, uh, so that should have been a dead giveaway but for in a, all in the a, Phoenix fans out there. And an old timey, you know, just like we're falling, we're falling, we're falling. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll be anything you ask and more. Uh, 
playing a lute. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Um, and uh, and a harpsichord. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> that was my and I, I that's why I said in the Instagram message um, because around the time that uh, my body changed and I I went through puberty was around the same time that I was just literally obsessed with the Godfather movies and that's all I was watching on on television. Sure, sure. Subsequent to that conversation, Kevin, I thought more and more about it. And I realized that mine is probably before her. Um, there was a, uh, a childhood crush that I had before Sofia Coppola. But it was, it was at a time where I was so young that, like, I didn't really know anything about, like, romantic relationships. And I was too young to kind of have the comprehension of what a crush was, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember uh, being very, very, very young, you know, like six or seven years old and like uh, watching Gremlins and watching Phoebe Cates and Gremlins and mm, and yes. mentally just like having this like thought. And I didn't know what it was, but just like she'd be cool to like play with. You know what I mean? Like she'd be a I wanna, cool. I want to play trucks in the sandbox with yeah the future um, Mrs. Kevin Klein. Exactly. I want to. I feel. I suddenly feel intensely jealous of actor Kevin Klein. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't process it. I didn't know what it was, but there was just this. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't process why I wanted to murder Kevin Klein. I had no idea why. Like I sided with the wife, and I love you to death. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't understand why I was like, yes, kill Joey. Uh, and why I kept I didn't understand why, like, when I was watching French Kiss, I was just like, Meg Ryan, you could do better. I you don't need him. I didn't understand, like, why I paused, uh, was it Dave, to, like, read about presidential assassinations. And <laughs> I didn't, I just didn't understand. Why, why, when I was watching Dave, I ordered my John Hinckley Jr. poster <laughs> from Redbubble. I just didn't, I just didn't like, understand. I, I, I didn't get it. And, you know, honestly, while I sit and think about it even more, as a, as a young kid, I was uh, a very, you know, this was maybe around the same time as Gremlins, maybe a little bit before Gremlins. I was also a fan of the Wonder Years. And Winnie Cooper mm. was on that show, Danica McKellar. So, like... She might yes. be the uh, the origin point, uh, but right. yeah, there was... I I definitely you know because of the latency in my life where I encountered a Charlotte Flair or a a Gillian Jacobs. There are progenitors of this, you know. There are um, uh, January Jones in anger management with okay. Adam Sandler. Okay, you know we can we can trace this backwards. Um, even though, like, now we're looking at those centrals, if I'm thinking of, like, recent C-bias, you know, we start, we get a Margot Robbie, who I think certainly fits into this purview. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it, the, it all starts to, like, mesh to get, Saoirse Ronan is maybe a little bit off model for this, but also, like, is kind of strangely on model. You know, we start we start working all of this together. Maybe not Saoirse um, Ronan in, like, Grand Budapest Hotel, but definitely Saoirse Ronan in, uh... What is by that By the time movie? we get to Little Women. 
Yeah. Or, or um, what's that? There's I another... haven't seen Brooklyn, but I imagine Brooklyn. There's um, a there's another movie, another period movie that she's in, um, because that's all she does. Um, but like one where she plays a queen or soon to be queen. Uh, what is that movie? And it's going to drive me crazy. We just watched it recently. Um, but she's definitely. I don't I mean, know. She plays a queen in it, so obviously she's a Charlotte Flair there. For um, sure, a uh, a Kate Blanchett. Um, yes, absolutely. Especially like two thousands, Kate Blanchett is definitely within this purview. So I think I think it all makes sense, even though I don't know where the actual root of this lies. Certainly, the the tree that has sprung from it bears a particular kind of fruit, shall and, we say. Uh, you know, the tree, obviously, made out of wood. Nuts, seeds, yeah, wood. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were floating around. Yeah. We were going to get there. Um, and I think, uh, historically, um, uh, that's just been the 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 Winnie Coopers, the, uh, the Phoebe Cateses, the Sophia Coppola's, like, historically, um... Billy Kay's the pages like that's kind of just been where I've uh, where I've found uh, attraction. Uh, just the I don't know. How to, and once again, this is me saying something in a very dumb way because I don't know the, the smart way to say it. I know what's in my head. I know what's in my heart, but I have a hard time making my mouth say it. So please forgive me. But like, if you're in a room with Charlotte Flair and she's wearing her full peacock gown and <laughs> she's going around giving, slapping everyone into a figure four leg lock, your your head is drawn to them. That's just how it is. Right. Um, whereas... Uh, a, a magnetism. Yes. Whereas uh, my type has always been kind of just like, you're in the room with Charlotte Flair and she's slapping a figure leg lock on Carmella, but like I'm looking in the corner and watching like Becky Lynch get her get her breath back and watch her like figure out what her next plan of action is. Just like women that kind of like fly under the radar that have just immense mm-hmm. talent, immense passion, that are very funny, um, uh, but just are kind of, um, for lack of a better term, for lack of a better word, like unconventional, just kind of just not. Everyone, you know, thinks of the Farrah Fawcett poster. Uh, you know, everyone thinks of, you know, you can see uh-huh. Charlotte Flair fl- uh, all, uh, doing the moonsault. But, you know, just uh, n- not the typical kind of uh, woman that you see on television or see on movies or whatever it might be. That's always just kind of been my type. The uh, the type that um, due to... America's standards of beauty and what America meet American media thinks is uh, like attractive, like the women that kind of like have to work harder to get the camera's attention. Unfortunately, yeah, which is of course absurd given the yes. list of people that you have compiled in front of me. Given the um, fact that one of them is a a, a Coppola, given one right. of them, uh, you know. <laughs> Given Given that every single one of these people is better looking and more talented than, say, Jerry Ferrara as Turtle, that that they have struggled to maintain the the spotlight is uh, criminal. I yes, think I think absolutely. Sh- we should be tried in the court of law. Danica yeah. McKellar, Danica McKellar, who is an actress, who is a director, but is also like 
a bona fide like like genius like she is a math uh-huh. genius you know uh uh billy k who is a talented athlete um who who's done acting but also just hilariously funny um you know just uh uh the uh i i'm, I'm attracted to to multi-hyphenates uh so much so that i married one uh my wife is <laughs> you know my wife like she has uh you know a, a degree she uh she not only finished college but she finished a lot of college uh she's a she's more a, college than most people like a lot of college <laughs> uh more college than a lot of folks like combined uh she's a she's a pharmacist yeah. but she also comes home and she like does oil paintings and does photography and wow. you know like you know, she. Uh, I, I've I've always been a fan, and this is true of just like me and art in general. Just I really enjoy uh, multi hyphenates, and I really enjoy people who do multiple things and do multiple things very well. Uh, that's always been uh, something that I've been very attracted to. Um, absolutely, absolutely. All the all the actors I like, all the directors I like, all the musicians I like. Uh, Certainly. I'm a big Talking Heads fan, but like one of my favorite things by them is the movie True Stories. You know, there's just for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, David Burns America Utopia. Um, absolutely. Uh, okay, I think I don't know where I got with this, but I think I found the root of this tree my tree oh for your okay gotcha we've uh i think i patient found zero. patient zero typhoid mary of uh <laughs> my six sexual tree is it if typhoid we go mary? back if we go back to i wish um <laughs> if we go back to what i was watching at the appropriate time where like my taste would be developing alongside my body and speaking to the movies I would have been watching at that time, and it's actually a franchise of movies that I've brought up extremely recently on uh, social media and posed a bizarre thought experiment about. But I think the root of this tree, the titular spy who shagged me herself, Heather Graham oh. as Felicity Shagwell. And she is most definitely, yeah in that same purview and i think that's it and which is it retroactively makes a lot of sense that i would have like hinged an early conceptual puffin character on the concept of heather graham and i would have all like between that between between austin powers the lost in space movie which is terrible but i love one episode of Arrested Development, like it, it starts <laughs> to always the one episode of Arrested Development. You've not mentioned Scrubs yet, but I'll go ahead and do that one for you. A uh, small episode arc on Scrubs that <laughs> it can all be traced back to. And Kevin Heather Graham. Can I also point out something? Yes. She, alongside uh, Charlotte Flair alongside uh uh what's her name brie larson in community um alongside gillian jacobs but brie larson is in community and would also fall under this this purview my apologies gillian uh uh, gilly of course um but all of those women are 
women that are in very silly, goofy circumstances who are trying to keep everything, like, straight in their own head and, like, because of the goofiness around them, like, kind of question where they're at. Like, they kind of are gaslighted by their surroundings. They all, like... You know what I mean? They all have the same, like... Heather Graham is the one, like, voice of reason in The Spy Who Shagged Me. Charlotte Flair, like, she's just like, I want to fight in a world where there's, like, a man who wears a mask who, and who also has puppets who, like, chokes people uh, out. Yes, yes. You know, like... In, in, a, in a world where Bray Wyatt exists, Charlotte Flair is the rock in the storm. Yes, um, you know, like... In a, in a world where everyone is oh just like, it turns God. into a zombie apocalypse at Greendale. Your Gilly is, you know, just like, what are we doing? You know, like. She's playing it on the left. Huh. You, uh, Kevin's, so it's not so much Kevin's type is a Charlotte Flair. Kevin's type is a, is a, is a Heather Graham. Uh, a just a, Heather Graham. Uh, a, 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 that, a, a rock in a storm, as, as you said. And as someone who feels as if their mind and life is indeed some kind of storm, <laughs> it does make a lot of sense that I would find The Rock very attractive. I guess, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but The the Rock <laughs> in the storm specifically. Yes. Uh, um, although, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, especially like 2000s, like WWE Rock. Yes. I'd uh, climb that rock. Yeah, I'd absolutely. sleep on that rock. Uh, absolutely. Um, if... Now he's too intimidating. Now I would, I would be afraid that he would kill me accidentally for it's, no fault of his own. Uh, there, it's it's uh, it suddenly uh, started storming outside my window, and believe you me, if I was outside and I saw the rock, like I would definitely grab his leg. Um, but like <laughs> for shelter, if yes. the wind was picking up, I know that Dwayne's not going anywhere. Of course, he uh, he will he'll wave a smacketh down on that Rudy Poo uh, storm. Um, but like. Yeah, like Kevin, like, and not just saying this is this is only you, but like, uh, knowing a little bit about you and knowing your life, like, you've been in circumstances that are so outlandish, ridiculously wrong. Like they 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 become parody almost. They are just goofy and just how ridiculous they are. And so, like, it makes sense that like. A, a, a rock, a, a, a foundation, a, uh, a figure of, like, composure <laughs> is, is attractive to you. Wow. I've learned a lot. I don't know about you. I've learned a lot about <laughs> myself today. This is kind of what I was hoping. I don't know if this was funny. But hopefully it was, like, interesting to watch a man come to terms with, like, his sense of self and and, <laughs> and his, like, the the stance of his subconscious brain. I hope that was interesting. Listener, feel free to do this thought experiment with yourself and like, uh, you know, write at us, tweet in at us. Yeah, uh, uh, I would leave be a curious comment. to find what you all would uh, leave a review on yeah. iTunes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Re- leave Detailing, because you can use whatever name, leave a five-star review and tell us about your own you, the the world tree of your sexuality, the Yggdrasil. Tell us what lies in the roots of your world tree, vis-a-vis horniness. You know, and I've talked about it a little bit on this show, and I've talked a little bit about it just in life in general, but, like, I was going to, whenever I was living in Washington, I was going to counseling at a place called Mindful Therapy Group, and they taught me, like, 
mindfulness and they talked a lot about mindfulness and a lot of like what they taught me um is about is in regards to like core beliefs and what's really cool about that and we'll get back on track in a second but i just need to give an example is that like because i know my core beliefs i can realize that like all these little things in life that kind of get on my nerves and like kind of frustrate me it's not really about that thing that's frustrating me. It's all about the the one core belief that's at that problem's root. So like Indeed. Uh so like if I'm having trouble with the internet and the internet's cutting out and I'm getting frustrated, it's not because I'm frustrated with the internet. It's because I do not have control over that situation. And one of my core beliefs is that like I do not have control, no matter how much, like, force or no how much, like, reason or anything. That I find, like, no matter what I do, I will not have control. And, like, yes. one of my core beliefs is that, like, and I'm not trying to, like, get a pity party or anything. This is something I, I wrestle with and something that I've come to terms with and I'm, I do a lot better with. But just, like, one of my con- core beliefs is that, like, I don't have control over situations. I don't have control of my life. And the core belief of that is that, like, oh, I'm just not good enough. Uh, and that's like, I can, I can look at a lot of things that irk me and bother me and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And so like with that, like I can look at, uh, a Becky Lynch and I can see like, she has been like, she is the, especially like whenever she was, uh, in the running to get, uh, you know, like the main event at WrestleMania, like she deserves this position but she is being cheated out of this position due to circumstances beyond her control. Yes. She deserves, uh, you know, and then there's that little thing like, oh, God, I want to be the champion. Asuka tapped me at a Royal Rumble. Maybe it's because I'm not good enough. But then I go and I compete in the Royal Rumble. And even, like, and then once again, like, I get knocked out of the ring. I land on my leg. And that is a circumstance that's beyond my control. I now no longer have control over this leg. I'm not in control of the situation. But despite that, I persevere. Um, and then, like, Phoebe Cates had that. Like, you know, like, she she had this fear and this, like, resentment towards the holidays. But it was all based on something that was beyond her realm of control. And that's her father breaking her neck in the fireplace dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> Uh, another situation that is absurd, <laughs> but so like horrific uh-huh. that it becomes absurd. And Absolutely. so like that there's a, there's a track there with me as well. Whereas like all these women that I find attractive and that I've had crushes on growing up, like they've had to bust their asses to get where they're at, despite numerous setbacks that were all beyond their girl control. And they just had to like soldier on anyway. Yeah. And and so like whenever I look at it that way, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And then uh some of those people like Becky or like Billy Kay or whoever just like their first way of dealing with those circumstances that are beyond the realm of control is, well, let's just make a dumb fucking joke about it. And if that's not the most vern thing in the world <laughs> like, <laughs> Then I don't know what is, baby. I don't know what is. So I will posit this, Kevin. <laughs> in the very first episode of Kevin we Ooh, flashback. Uh, flashback flashback i think it was the very first episode uh we've we've made several uh jokes and we've made several like uh, allegations and hints and everything's that like we've made jokes about us not liking ourselves us having low opinions of ourselves blah 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 
I'll, I'll call my relationship mixed. Mixed. Uh, I'll, but I'll call it mixed. We've both been in certain situations on this podcast and in our in our real life where we are the punchlines of our jokes that we are making. Oh um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, can I posit that if the people that we have crushes on? Are these people that we can relate to based on like what they do and like how they function in this world? Then, to a degree, we do love ourselves. Hmm. Like th- to a degree, like we can see the ugliness, we can recognize the ugliness, we we fight with the ugliness, but like we look at those things at our core and like you know like you know it's it's I I I, I look at the struggles and I'm like well you know there's. There's no one else I'd rather do it with, I guess, than than this old chunk of coal body that I, I inhabit. <laughs> yes, my uh, my body is a temple, a temple made of meat, uh, a hamburger <laughs> temple. Um, no, I do know what you. There's a there's a certain bit. Loving yourself is perhaps overrated as a concept, but understanding <laughs> yourself is key. Yes, you know, understanding yourself, understanding your own relationship to yourself, your habits, your tastes, your likes, your dislikes. That is so important. That is a a really key. And loving yourself is an interesting concept, but accepting yourself is, I think, the core. Obviously, working on your flaws and and Mm -hmm. trying to become a better person in most ways that one can say they've become a better person, right? Mm -hmm. But a key component of that is accepting yourself. This Mm -hmm. is who I am, and there's very little I can do to change certain elements of this. So once I've accepted that, I can then work on whittling off those less desirable parts knowing that the majority of this will never change, knowing that there are just certain indelible parts of this, of me, or, or or of yourself, that we cannot move beyond, that we cannot... We cannot fix the trunk of the tree, but we can trim its branches. We yeah. can... We can whittle off some of those knots that are impeding further growth. We can... We can do things to make the tree better... But you can't change a birch into an oak. Yes. Uh, we are, at our course, we are the types of trees that we are. Um, and, I mean, whenever I say, like, love yourself, like, I don't mean, like, well, I guess I'm I'm okay with being a big piece of shit. You know, it's... I'm perfect. Uh, <laughs> no further work to do here. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, I was not yeah. trying to undermine what you were saying. No, I, I, I know. I'm just, uh, I just want to reiterate, like, Part of loving yourself and being in a relationship with yourself is, like, wanting yourself to succeed and wanting what's best for yourself. And part of, you know, like, part of doing that, part of that process is, like, doing things to resolve any impediments. Cutting the knots out, you know, like, you know, trimming trimming the branches, shaping things up, and, you know, things like that, you know, uh watering what needs to be watered whatever like this is not a tree metaphor but it's a it's a it's a yard metaphor like i know weeds are going to spring up and i know those weeds are going to be unsightly but i can still like 
treat the lawn around them. And I can still mow it and everything, so, like... Yeah. Or, you know, just make it so that, like, that's part... You know, just accept that, that landscape, that part of that fauna, uh, if you will. That's, you know, as you said, it's a, it's a very important uh, thing, I think, just to uh, to recognize, like... Where you're at and recognize uh, where where you, where you are and where you'd like to go and where you came from. Um, and, you know, recognize what's out of your control, what is in your control. But, like, uh, realizing, you know, uh, Gillian Jacobs and community is not perfect. Uh, realizing Absolutely that, not. Uh, uh, realizing flaw, uh, <laughs> that her flaws are part of what I really like about that character. Uh, is, is a deeply flawed character. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, like, part of just, like, what drew us in closer to, to Phoebe Cates is her revealing that, like, trauma of her past that makes up a big part of her identity. You know? Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't love... Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding because she's some uh, perfect being, you know? There's a lot of fucking bumps on that log. Uh, and not to compare a woman to a log, cut that out. Um, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yes, uh, there's 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 a lot more to unpack there. Every, it's like every four episodes of Kevin, we do one that's got like four jokes and then it's just yeah not super funny hopefully still interesting not super funny not super funny but hopefully still good yeah. hopefully still enjoyable uh anyway love yourself tell us what your pp likes uh this has been Kevin. tell us what your pp uh male or female or whatever gender it is just yeah. what Think of that thing in your pants and tell us what it likes. Tell us what it likes. I guess your heart. We could have used heart. Yeah, I guess uh. probably, yeah. Uh, heart goes beyond <laughs> sex and gender and identity. Just Indeed. Like. Indeed. Everyone's got one of those. Uh, everyone's got one of those. Except for the tin man. Womp. Womp. <laughs> well, a couple of fucking scarecrows recording this show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> No brain. Too there's, much courage. No brain. There's no place like home, Kevin. <laughs> there's no place. Like This has been a Talkback Podcast.